In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet whose hips do lie, but only to protect kayfabe. I am. I think it's a little late for Super Bowl references, but it's a Shakira reference, and uh, her hips definitely uh, tell some falsehoods. I would say. Yeah. Well, at least in my mind, they do. (laughs) But. I am Detective Mark Sparks, and you've heard I am joined today, and as always, by my partner in crime, fighting District Attorney Vincent K. Babe. What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I wasn't expecting to have a mental image of Shakira in my head right now. You are welcome. Lying to me and trying to convince me that there was any shot I had at that 43-year-old, just savagely beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving forward. But yeah, no, it is it is a week late for the Super Bowl reference, except I didn't think of that joke until after we'd recorded last week. I don't have a spot for it on the uh, FBI that we recorded later. So, Eight days late. Yeah. But but Shakira is timeless, as she showed in the Super Bowl um, performance that, you know, because really that joke is actually about 20 years uh, too late. But. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> we will, we will let that slide. Um, if you are new, joining us on the wrestling booking unit, this is where we discuss the air quotes crimes in professional wrestling. Um, we have a lot of fun with it, and sometimes we get a little serious, but most of the time we don't. So um, uh, we're going to kind of just get straight into it with crime number one. Uh, DA Fabe, what you got for us? Um, sorry, still distracted by Shakira. <laughs> um, how could you say, I don't understand, there's a crime. How could you even remotely say that it's 20 years too late? That's a crime for you. I'm just saying that that song came out like 20 years ago. So I think that they, I think that it lies because um, her hips do lie because she's not starting to feel me, boy. We could go on and on about Shakira, but this is I a think wrestling booking. Oh yeah, it so. is a wrestling podcast. So oh. how about we get in and do the wrestling crime? <laughs> think, Fine. Think, Think baseball. Think whatever you need to to get your mind off Shakira. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, wrestling crimes. I, I, I I'm gonna. I, I think I have to kind of target a little bit uh, um, NXT. Um, I understand the storyline that they're building with Charlotte and and uh, Rhea Ripley. I also know that Rhea is the one. I mean, it, it's kind of a no-brainer to have Rhea be the one that that fights Charlotte. Not that Bianca's not an exceptional wrestler. It's just play your hot hand at WrestleMania, you know? Um, that said, right now, I think it's two months too early to have every single show be a crossover. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Uh, Especially with, I mean, this is the queen, and, and are, are they? I guess my crime is um, identity theft by NXT because I think they're the marquee show right now. Uh, very likely. Raw tonight was actually relatively entertaining. So, but uh, you know, I said it before: the one night of the week that I really look forward to is is Wednesday night for both AEW and NXT. Um, just to, to uh, clarify, we're recording this a day later than we normally do. Uh, normally we record this on a Sunday night, so we haven't seen Raw yet. Um, but I have actually seen Raw today because we're recording it on a Monday night. Uh, DA Fabe, I don't think, got to watch much or any of it because he had uh, a very important kid pickup errand to run. So, um, yeah. but so there will be some reference to what happened 
on Raw tonight that normally would have to wait till next week's WB. But um, but I'm I'm just saying as a whole, I I don't think I let let your other shows kind of come to fruition before you over oversell. You know, every, I mean, I feel like they're selling stuff for WrestleMania that that doesn't have to be sold yet. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. Charlotte seems like the type who would hold that over people's heads for a while. I, I don't get me wrong. I completely 110% agree with how they sold Royal Rumble to WrestleMania um, uh, for the men's, um, for Drew and, and Brock. Perfect. It was set up perfect. It's the way to do it. Yes. Set that up and do it immediately. Um, I just feel like, like, like Charlotte's a flair, you know? And since she's a flair, I feel like she's the type who would hold who would um, hold that over people's heads for a while and tease with it, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I think, to be perfectly honest, I think what we're seeing is, despite Vince McMahon trying to say that uh, AEW has not altered their content at all, um, I think this is an example of them seeing that AEW is continuing to beat NXT in the ratings. And so uh, they're like, what do we do? Well, let's let's start throwing one of our bankable stars from Raw down there to try to see if that picks up. The- so far, it has not, uh, but who knows? Maybe but there was nothing developed the there. Well... And and who challenges the, that's weird too. Like who challenges the Royal Rumble winner? That was never really a thing back in the day. Well, no, it wasn't. But uh, I don't know. Rhea Ripley doesn't exactly play by the rules in that respect. Well uh, played, there, young and, man. And I think that plays into it there. But I just think you know, uh, during a conference call with investors, they had their yearly investor call. The other day, Vince McMahon specifically said that AEW has not caused any change to the content that they put out. So I tweeted out, in other news, raining has not caused the fact that I'm soaking wet. Yeah. Because yeah. it's obvious that AEW has affected what they've done. Uh, oh, just because their product across all three of the main shows is different. It's edgier now. It's, it's you know, heading back towards Attitude Era in lots of ways. Um, some good, some bad, but, and I, I just think that the Charlotte Flair thing was really them just saying, Hey, how do we try to get more of these Monday and, and, uh, Friday night viewers to watch Wednesday night? Well, let's take one of our bankable stars from Monday night and put them on Wednesday night a couple times, see if that works. Cause I mean, like you say, it, it didn't really build a long-term storyline, but it built a short-term one where they're going to go back and forth on Raw and NXT for a few weeks, um, leading up to the match at WrestleMania in a few months, you know? Uh, and they're hoping to see a big spike in NXT ratings. I don't think it will have a huge spike in any respect, one way or another. Um, I just don't think the the people who want to watch NXT are the same people that are typically watching Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? No, no, and I think you're right. I don't think you're going to get a lot of that from both sides. I will, however, point out that last week's ratings uh, were slightly up for NXT and were up quite a bit for AEW. And and once again, we had 1.7 million people watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. Um, and that's just the live broadcast ones. That doesn't count the DVR delayed. Uh, yeah. That's that's still a huge piece. Unless of they have a TiVo, in which case the TiVo tells the television that it's watching. It, the TiVo sometimes does, sometimes doesn't it. They've kind of changed that firmware around, uh, so it depends on a lot of things. But most D- DVRs report it as being recorded to be watched watch later. Um, and so they track delayed watching. Uh, and, and typically, like, AEW gets about 320,000 uh, DVR. So they get 900,000 uh, live views and 300,000 DVR views. They're sitting at 1.2 million people watching it effectively. So Yeah. I don't know. I just... I felt... I, I guess I felt confused this week. I felt... Uh, I don't know. It was weird. Like... Why are we putting, like, like too fast of a put? I don't know. Well, like, if you want confusion, well, wait till my crime. Okay. <laughs> um, but we're not there yet, so just relax. That's um, what's a you got right an itch, now. man. <laughs> right 
No, and, 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 and I think there's a, one. What? Said saucer of milk table one. <laughs> I don't. I. I. Uh, I'm all for. I'm 110 percent for um, changing things up. And 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 yes, I said 110 percent because I know it annoys you, and you can't be 100 110 percent for anything. But I'm in favor, entirely in favor of, you know, changing things up and, and throwing us through a loop and surprise, this is happening. I don't know. I just, I'm hoping that when I sit down to watch Raw, um, there's more pleasant surprises, I guess. Um, more, I, I kind of want some of the routine back, you know, some maybe even some 90s style routine where I know that there's going to be a monologue by an exceptional speaking wrestler and I know that the story is going to like a curveball is going to build to a big story and a non-curveball is going to be a, a great monologue and midline to a story and I still feel like I have that right now um, I, I did right before Royal Rumble and I did last week I just I don't I, last Monday um I don't know. I think this might be a pretty weak crime. It's going to be tough to convict. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I get what you're coming from. I think um, when you get around to watching Raw this week, you'll, I don't know, probably still feel the same after <laughs> the, the uh, Rhea Ripley-Charlotte segment as well. Um, I mean, Just ultimately, one. this week, they didn't even... They still didn't like 100% commit, sort of a thing. You know, it's still like. Then why even talk thing. about it? That's what I'm saying. Is why talk about it if you're not going to commit to it? Like I understand you might be building the feud for the future. Then build it the way you built Becky and Nia, or Becky and and other people. You know, so build it. Punch Charlotte right in the nose. Yeah, that works. Okay. That could be. Never mind. I'm not going to get into into nose shaming today. Yeah, right there in the pow, right in the kisser. Smack um, right in the kisser. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, like when you get around to watching Raw, you'll probably, like I said, feel about the same. Because on Raw, they did have another showdown between uh, Charlotte and Rhea. And it really still didn't end in a commitment one way or another from Charlotte. Well, it's, it's not just that. I mean, it's Edge and, Edge and Orton. Like... You have so much time between now and WrestleMania. Why does that turn happen immediately? Have them even win the titles and lose it. There's an elimination chamber in between. Well, the, the Edge thing, I think, 100% comes down to uh, that Edge is only contracted for so many appearances and so many matches, so they wrote him out with an injury angle so that he can come back a week or so before WrestleMania, two weeks yeah. maybe. So what's what's two additional uh, nearly squash matches? You can have Randy do all the work on these. You can have him pick up the title. I mean, it doesn't hurt a thing for them to pick up the titles. Um, it allows the the Viking Raiders to focus on their battle that they've got already. It allows Edge and, and Orton to kind of build a little bit of storyline there. You know, I just... I, well, it, it, the problem with that is... Months. We've seen that they can't fill two weeks of, of decent storyline, let alone two months, you know? No, uh, I get it. I mean, the problem is, since the Viking Raiders don't have the tag belts, it's on Rollins and, and Murphy. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, so then you would have to have Orton. Pulls them into somebody else's feud. But yeah. you didn't have to do that last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was well, last week. Uh, no, it was two weeks ago. It was before Royal Rumble. They won. Was it? But uh, but it doesn't matter. Here, here's the deal: is I, it really comes down to Edge has very limited number of appearances on his contract, yeah. and so they needed to find a way to make it so he does not show up on TV for the better part of two months, and it be convincing. And yeah, I mean, you couldn't have him come back at Royal Rumble and then just not appear on the Monday after, you know? No, He's kind of got to appear there uh, for a big deal and, and do his I've returned speak. But to explain for him to be gone, I mean, he's not just going to be like, okay, I came back and I did my I returned speak. See you at WrestleMania. You got to give him a reason to have been gone. And so that's that's why the Orton turn. Um, uh, I I get the Orton turn. I, I don't know if I would have done... I mean, I guess... 
it I don't know if I would fast. I mean, Orton. I think you can have him. I think you can have Orton do the same proposal. Edge be like, I'll get back to you about it. Orton get frustrated over two, three weeks, which is Orton. Very, very Randy Orton. And then have the faux injury. Have the injury yeah. angle. Yeah. I get that. You know? but that's, that that's way you're not thing. slamming it in. That's one more appearance for Edge that they want to save for later in the year. Like like I said, I think he's contracted to three or four matches in the entire year and only like 20 appearances. So they've got 52 weeks of the year to uh, to get only 20 appearances. So they want to space them out as far as possible. So wasting another appearance, you know, midway through the buildup, because they're going to have him come back a week or two before WrestleMania to set up the actual match. So that's going to be another appearance. So now you're at two. If you add another one in the middle, you're at three. You know, you're, you know, 15% of the way through all of your appearances for the year, you know? Uh, yeah, at 33% through the year. Yeah, but I think they've got plans to, to use him a lot more later. Plus, here's the other side. Remember, as much as he's worked out, um, he had to keep all of his working out in secret uh, up until the appearance of Royal Rumble. I bet you right now he's hitting the Performance Center really hard uh, because he doesn't have to keep it a secret anymore. So he no. can he can be shaken off as much ring rust as possible. Because uh, as, as good as he looked in Royal Rumble, he still looked like someone who hadn't wrestled, you know, in... 10 years. Nine years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so no, I, this is, I, I'm going to defend the Orton turn because I think they did that the way they needed to. Um, though my problem is Orton had just turned face like a month ago. So, so either they turned him face just so he could turn heel again, which I guess would be a very WWE thing to do. Um, Orton never turns face. He's either somewhat heel or all the way heel. Um, or they didn't know what they were doing a month ago, and then when Edge came back, they're like, oh, crap, what do we do now? Uh, either way. Who's the safe worker? Oh, Randy. What's yeah. up? Who could we put uh, in with Edge? Uh, I guess Randy Orton. How do he we work an angle with Randy Orton and Edge? Well, and also keeping in mind, it might have been, we don't know for certain, it might have been planned to be AJ Styles in it. Uh, yeah, it could have been. Uh, and then AJ Styles goes out with the injury at Royal Rumble, do nothing to do with Edge specifically. It was on an Edge spear, but it was all AJ trying to oversell the the spear yeah. and landing. Uh, but so that could have forced them to change it all up because Edge was uh, not Edge. Uh, AJ was already a heel, and it could have been a a you know uh, Good Brothers OC you know beatdown of Edge that took him out originally. Uh, however, that uh, Monday night ending, you know, after Royal Rumble where Edge uh, took that RKO and then the concerto, that was some of the most riveting WWE TV oh, we've had in years. Great so. lack of predictability, and I'll give you that. I just, I think, I think how you build a long-term storyline also has to think about how long that storyline is going to be. And if it's two months on one story, not the overarching story, but one individual story, then I think you have to be patient there. Well, and I, I guess that's that's exactly my argument. We've only had two weeks of it. You got to be a little patient with this. Um, nice spin, brother. They, they've given themselves enough time that Randy Orton can have a feud through Elimination Chamber that's not directly related to the Edge. And Edge can come back after Elimination Chamber and pick it back up again. So this is potentially them doing some long-term booking, at least in WWE standard, long-term booking. Uh, and so I'm going to give them credit for that. The Charlotte one, I'm playing devil's advocate on, but I do think there's a better way they could have handled that whole thing. First of all, what they really should have done is have Charlotte say, listen, I've beaten Bailey a ton of times. I've beaten Becky a ton of times. I could go into WrestleMania and take either one of their titles, but uh, you know what? I haven't held the NXT championship in a long time, so I'm going to go down there and take it. And then uh, instead of it being Rhea Ripley uh, being the challenger and this whole game of will she accept or will she won't, it it'd be Charlotte going down there and saying, you know what? 
I used to hold that belt. I enjoyed holding that belt. I want it back. And I think it could have been a better storyline that way. Um, well, she but, could have also like said, uh, I need a little less travel, so I this take is my queendom now. Well, and she could even play it off as, listen, I've worked really hard up on the main roster. I want to come down here and take a little bit of a break, you know? Yeah. And then yeah, she would have instantly less... been a heel. She would yeah. have instantly been the biggest heel in NXT. Uh-huh just by insulting the crowd by saying it's taking it easy down there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, no, and I think that's actually the, the stronger way to do it. And then you don't have this weird okay, so what happens on Sunday? Like like you didn't just you didn't just shit all over Bianca Belly oh excuse my language. We can't use that in YouTube world. Oh no. You didn't just poop all over uh, uh, Bianca Belair's opportunity there either. You know? Yeah, he dropped out there for a second. Oh, sorry. Probably because I said a naughty word. Yeah. Your phone was editing you for you. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, language. Seven second delays. So that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's my current crime is, is and, and, it, and it's because there's other pay-per-views in between. If there wasn't, then that's fine. But the, it, I just feel like it squashes these other two pay-per-views. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, uh, it's it's a symptom of the problem we've talked about with having joint papers in general. If Elimination Chamber was a SmackDown pay-per-view, uh, having the Randy Orton versus Edge storyline going, going towards WrestleMania on Raw wouldn't feel like anything different because they'd still have two months till WrestleMania, right? Well, here, uh, here in the... If Elimination Chamber was the sequel, the the gap stopgap for Royal Rumble, I think that that's probably a better way to do that because then you can have Royal Rumble still be a crossover, and you could have the other be a crossover, but with individual shows. Well, so, no, that's why I'm saying you have Elimination Chamber be SmackDown, so you have Royal Rumble as a crossover, Elimination Chamber as a SmackDown, WrestleMania as crossover. Well, whatever one's after WrestleMania as Raw, you know, um, and, okay, and you I get what you're that. Um, and, but you know, you do it that way, and then uh, uh, this problem wouldn't exist for the for the Randy Orton thing because they wouldn't have a pay per view three weeks. You know, they'd be building yeah. up to WrestleMania. the The problem comes with they've they've got integrated quote unquote main roster pay per views, but they still have the. T- the takeovers separate, right? So you've yeah. got a takeover coming up this weekend, uh, where Bianca Belair is challenging for the title. So you've got to write that hole in a storyline that, well, maybe Rhea Ripley won't be champion come WrestleMania. So you know Charlotte's not going to say yes or no because she doesn't want to commit to fighting someone she doesn't know yet. Um, and that's that's part of it there. And you know, I mean, ultimately, what they should do. If they're gonna keep takeover separate, they should put the other roster separate too. And then they should have just had Charlotte say, I'm gonna go down to NXT and I'm gonna whoop their butts. And then she disappears off of Raw, you know, for the month and she only appears on NXT. Uh, and then, you know, you do it that way. Cause, Cause ultimately the one thing I will give you is two months of Rhea Ripley appearing on Raw and then the, later on that week appearing on NXT, and Charlotte appearing on Raw later on that week appearing on NXT, and vice versa, just constantly. That's that's going to get old. Um, and so how do they keep it fresh? And that's why having them just on one show a week would have been a better way to do it. So Yeah. But anyways, we shall go ahead and move on to crime number two. Um, I am also going after WWE. Uh, but for something you're gonna else, talk about J Lo this time? No. Um, what was that? I'm just checking. I mean, I was just asking if we were gonna talk about J Lo this time. Talked nope, about no J Lo last time. Figured maybe some. Okay. Well, I was hoping. No J Lo. This is WWE going after them for something that happened on Raw tonight, and Ooh. I had another crime kind of in the books for tonight and then this happened and I was like nope this has got to be the crime um, right. and that is is this a spoiler? Um, 
this will be a spoiler. And so uh, I apologize. You oh, are right. going to be spoiled on part of Raw tonight, uh, okay. for when you, whenever you watch it. Uh, but so the first match of the night on Raw, first real match, there was, of course, the 20 minute long talk fest of uh, Seth Rollins calling himself the Monday Night Messiah and talking about how great he is, and then Kevin Owens and his friends saying no, and, and blah, 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 right? Uh, but the first real match was the previously announced and advertised Becky Lynch versus Asuka rematch. Wait, they announced it as a, as a main event. Yeah, it was the first match. But right. that is not the crime. The crime still related to it, but it's not <laughs> okay. the crime. Uh, All right, go on. Um, it might be a crime that they announced it like it was going to be the main event and open the show. But that's not the crime I'm going at. So after the match, it went back and forth. Um, and in the end, Becky Lynch won. So she now has two victories against Asuka uh, and all that. So she gets Did to move on. Why they were doing that match? Like, is there a why to that or... I I think they just played it off like Oscar said she wanted a rematch that Becky beating her was a fluke and Becky said sure I don't know that's kind of how they played it off like Becky's like now I know how I know I can beat you I beat you once now I know I can beat you again anyways but Becky wins and she's standing in the ring celebrating after winning and Oscar rolls out and Kyrie and Oscar leave and Becky's celebrating and then out of nowhere, a wild Shayna Baszler appears uh, and attacks <laughs> Becky behind. Okay. It's kind of reverts back to the other one then, huh? The yeah, crap. exactly. And beats up Becky and puts her in the Kirifuna clutch, which which uh, I'm going to go on record and say is at least a misdemeanor that we've got uh, a Samoa Joe with the... Kina uh, uh, clutch. Kina clutch. And uh, Shayna Baszler with the Kirifuna clutch, and they're both just sleeper holds, right? They're they're not doing anything different, right? I mean, at least the Million Dollar Dream had a different like hold because it was kind yeah. of it was a, the Cobra clutch, the the, the, the whole arm across and everything, yeah. Uh, it's just, just it's just a sleeper hold. People have used that for decades in wrestling, and it's just a sleeper. In hold. fact, if you wanted to guarantee that Hulk Hogan would hook up. Yeah, you put him in a sleep. Yeah. yeah. He he would lay there. And then they do the three arm drop and on the third one it would stop and then it'd start shaking. Fractions of an inch away. And then and then he'd start shaking and then he'd stand up and he'd do the point. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but that uh, that again is not actually the crime I'm getting. Okay. The crime is afterwards. <laughs> Becky is uh face down on the ground and Shayna stands up. And she takes her mouthpiece out because she not normally keeps that mouth guard in, uh, which is a good idea. We've seen a lot of wrestlers lose teeth. Uh, I'm looking at you, Cesaro. Uh, uh, and notice he now wears a mouth guard. Uh, yeah. But she takes her mouth guard out and throws it down and then leans down, pushes Becky's hair out of the way, pushes Becky's collar on the back of her neck down. Oh, my Lord. Are they gone with her? The, she's because she's a lesbian they're gonna have a love angle no no love angle i don't think she bites the living crap out of becky's neck what yeah goes down and just bites it and comes up with her mouth mouth dripping in fake blood and i gotta say um it was a little bit too neon red uh at least on my tv it didn't look quite real uh but she had this big bloody blood dripping from her mouth and she looked crazy and Becky's flopping around the ground going, oh, oh, oh. Um, but that's the crime there. Uh, they needlessly had Baszler bite Becky's neck for no reason because we didn't need that to happen to establish Baszler as a badass, right? She's, no. She's already been a badass for years in NXT. Uh, she comes up and she blindside attacks the uh, biggest female star on Raw right now. Which makes her a super heel. Which already makes her a super heel. She blindside beats her up uh, and then uh, puts on a submission maneuver. Um, you know, you could have had Becky pass out and that really gives her baby face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she didn't, they, she was so unrelenting. She made her look pass like out. Yeah. If you really wanted to have a blood angle to it, you could have had Baszler using her MMA skills 
uh, beat Becky so bad that her nose is bleeding, and then uh, Baszler ends up covered in Becky's blood or whatever. There's a lot of things you could do uh, that would not have been a weird setup because the neck is not an e- the back of the neck is not an easy place to bite. Number one, you know, biting a shoulder, biting a a, a hand or an arm, you know, those suppose- are all really. I suppose it's a reasonable place to hide blood packets, though. Yeah, well, I, I suspicion that the blood packet was hidden in Baszler's mouth, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Just because of the way it was coming out of there, it just looked to me like it was a blood capsule in her mouth. But uh, um, but either way, maybe it was something hidden on Becky's back or whatever. But it just, it was kind of like a needless gimmick to what they already could have had that would have given her just massive... Uh, Not and then just could have had, what they did have. Yeah, and then they add this weird thing to it that just made most people go, what? Like, is Baszler supposed to be a vampire now? Well, she doesn't have fangs. Um, Gangrel didn't come out. There was no red viscous fluid in a cup. <laughs> you know, it, the, we... we we talked a little while back about Mark Calloway, i.e. The Undertaker, being on Broken Broken Skull Sessions. And I don't know if you've watched it yet or not, um, but there's a moment where where The Undertaker says, Oh, my Lord, I'm going to be Eggman. They're bringing me on and I'm going to be Eggman. That's what I really thought. I thought I was going to be Eggman. But he needed a job, so he took the job from Vince, which ended up being The Undertaker, which is great for him. But... Um, yeah, that's what I mean. So what we have? We have Crazy Biter Girl. Yeah, I like, don't know. I mean, it's like, she already has a character. Yep, and it's a good one. Yeah, she could have just stood in there, did her, little, did her little spade hand gesture, you know, after beating up on Becky, and left. And heck, yeah. she could have even pointed to the sign for all I care. <laughs> oh, but. But it was just, it was just like a needless addition to the angle that made no sense, right? Um, then later in the night, Becky came out, came back from the local medical facility uh, because they can't say hospital on uh, WWE for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> local medical facility. And uh, she was urgent care. Yeah, it was an urgent care. It was a walk-in was clinic. Um, and she basically said, Baszler, you better find me before I find you, and then walked out. And I'm like, they were missing a perfect chance to have have it double up. As she's walking out, you have Baszler attack her from behind again and beat her up, you know? And then she gets massive heat. Uh, yeah. Peel off the, the Band-Aid, rip out faux, rip out stitches if you need to. Pull out a container of salt and literally pour salt on the wound. I don't know. Just, yeah, I don't know. But so just we, like, have, we have Biter Baszler. Is that is that her new nickname? She's uh-oh. Baszler the Biter. I, I sure hope not. I I really just kind of hope they just ignore, like, hear all of the negative criticism, and the next week just kind of roll on from it and never have her bite again. Because yeah. I mean, the simple fact is the reason Baszler got so over as a heel in NXT was because she was really good at beating people and she didn't really need to cheat to do it, right? No. She did cheat sometime, but she didn't need to, you know? Um, the the number of times people went for a high-risk move in the corner and she'd catch them in the Kirifuna clutch. Cough, cough, sleeper hold, cough, cough. Um, you know, th- those were all the things. And this just makes her look like... A, I don't know, I'm like a little cheater girl, you know. And, I mean, the Let's simple fact. Little cheater girl. Uh, let, let's look back at um, turn to the world of real professional sports and talk about like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, up till the Holyfield fight, was known as just an absolute badass. Like he would come in and he would beat people in 20 seconds, right? Um, sure. But you say Mike Tyson to most people now. And the first thing people say, well, okay, the second thing, some people will start off with uh, a reference to the hangover. Um, But 
But the other thing is Holyfield's ear. That's what people will remember him by. Not that he was a badass, but that he bit people, you know? Sorry, I was taking a drink. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. so that's the danger that this gimmick has for Baszler's already badass gimmick. So let's pretend for a moment that you have a true and serious and real career that you've done before this. You've developed yourself. You've developed your character far better than anybody else who's ever come from MMA um, to wrestling. And I mean ever. That includes Ken Shamrock. Um, Brock being the only one that's even close, but he started in WWE. Pretend that you have all of this and you're reading the script that says Baszler proceeds to move Becky's hair and bite her. What? Yeah. Like, I seriously thought it was going to be atrocious the other way. Like, we're going to go, oh, we're going to, we're finally going to make uh, real life emulate the ring. Okay. Vince just can't let go of the fact that somebody's attracted to the same sex, so he's going to make Baszler be a crazy sexual stalker. Nope, nope, he just makes her bat shit. Bat poop crazy. My phone's probably going to cut out again if I keep doing that. Now, I, I feel like I have to break in here to mention that Shayna Baszler has never publicly commented on her sexuality. Uh, whether she is uh, gay, bi, or straight is all up to speculation as of this point. But there have been... Uh, I think... Rumors. Well, maybe she hasn't, but I think that most people say that she is... That like there have been rumors, but it's she hasn't she hasn't denied them, but she also hasn't uh, confirmed them, and so. Uh, you so know, she wanted to do out of the closet with WWE. That's fine. I I don't know. I, your sexuality doesn't belong. Whether you, <laughs> under the same token, I don't want somebody coming out and being like, I'm straight. Yeah, we already had that, uh, Venus. <laughs> Very true. Very true. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't tell a story that's worth telling, you know. But this is this is actually worse than that. Yes, it is. It is bad. I, I just like I'm like she has this thing, and we've mentioned that there's not a ton of crossover viewing between uh, NXT and and main roster Raw, right? We've established that. Uh, there's hardcore fans that might watch both of them, but there's also a whole lot, approximately. 1.6 or 1.5 million people that watch Raw that do not turn on NXT on right? So the vast majority of people watching Raw today yeah. uh, do not know Shayna Baszler as the badass from NXT. They've seen her make a couple of appearances on pay-per-views like Royal Rumble. Well, I was going to say, they have the pay-per-view to go off of, but, and I suppose she, she beat Bailey there, not Becky, but... There's so much more story that could be told there. And again, it's like we're, we're, they're trying to slam the storyline so fast that they come up yeah. with this just garbage. Just and and this is one that I'll agree. Yeah. They're slamming it too fast. The simple fact is, Baszler could have come up and she could have taken out Oscar other than Becky and Charlotte right now. Um, and then next week, she could come out and take out almost any other woman on the Raw roster and work her way for lack of a better term, up the ladder. And in a month, when in the lead up to WrestleMania, then she could say, I've beaten everybody else. When's, when's it my shot? And then the man could come out and be like, you're right, and I'm never one to turn down from a fight, so you're on. And then they could both point to the sign. And then Baszler could beat up on Becky in the ring and cheap shot her and get some massive heat. Uh, yeah, but, well, or, you're, you're right. I've never wanted to turn down a foot. That's my really bad Irish accent. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was an Australian accent masquerading as an Irish accent. Oh. Yeah, oh. that's that's what I got. Anyway, sorry. I just really wanted to pretend that I had an accent for a second. Well, you succeeded in pretending. Did you say succeeded? Um, I uh no. Let's move on. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, it's like the, for a lot of people, this was their introduction to Baszler. And instead of having her be a badass, they had her be a weird vampire girl or something, which is not her character. Um, and I just think they were trying so hard. I think they just had this vision in their head of Baszler with a bloody face and how that could be like Baszler's Becky Lynch moment. 
Um, but yeah, it got jacked in the jaw or in the nose, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they really wanted that thing, they just bring Nia Jax back, and she mess up a move and mess up Baszler's face. She's on her way back. I know you're excited. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's happening. Sorry. So, so it just it frustrated me uh, watching that because it's such a waste of 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 heat for Baszler because what started off as her having this nuclear heat went to just this oh, whole bunch of people going WTF you know yeah. oh my gosh you're a creep you're weird you're, you're... Yeah, I don't know what's what going on there. Um, she, she also doesn't have the here's the other thing that, that Mike Tyson had I didn't think I could beat him so mm-hmm. I was going to bite his ear off I was losing so I bit his ear yeah, like, and and as crazy as that sounds, at least there's a reason behind it. Like, th- this was just, I'm gonna bite you because I'm four. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yep, I don't get it either. And hopefully they they move on from it. But this is WWE, and we're still having uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley show up on our screen, and and they're still talking about the Rusev thing. So, um. I don't have any faith that they're going to drop a bad storyline anytime soon. Oh, it's like he's good for publicity. Like, the, oh, we did the XFL this weekend, and it was pretty good. And yeah. the games were pretty good, and the crowd turnouts were pretty good. But we need to make sure that WWE keeps getting watched. So have some I mean, bites. <laughs> keep, keeping in mind that um, even with an average of like 2.2 million viewers on each of the XFL games. They're still saying Vince McMahon is probably going to lose like $430 million this year on the XFL uh, just because almost no business of that thing makes money its first year. You know, there's so That's, much overhead. And I I will say that the XFL, is uh, the, that should probably be one of our condom, com, commendations later on because um it was good football it was good american football it was pretty entertaining i didn't get to really hardcore watch it because i was at my job at the time um but i did have it on the tv and tried to pay attention to it there were still some things that are i don't know a little bit wonky and then i think they're gonna run into an issue in the long term with one uh side of of XFL, and that's the fact that they're integrating online betting with it. They're partnering with sports books to do the online betting, and I think. And, and you're Vince. And you're Vince McMahon. But I yeah. think I think they're gonna run into a little bit of uh, pushback from certain crowds about that, you know. Um, and then just the fact you're Vince McMahon, your entire history has been based off of Scripted. a fake sport. Um, how are well, we no, he did the bodybuilding one, or the the weightlifting or bodybuilding he, thing he, that failed miserably in the '80s. Yeah, he tried to do that, and that failed. And uh, I think there are going to be a lot of people who just don't trust that the results are not scripted in some way. Um, but no, it yeah. was decent, decent football all in all. The kickoff rule is going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Um, just because we're so used to everyone having a running start that that's yeah. going to be weird. I'm yeah. still against the change of rule for uh, punts going out of bounds. Uh, I think that drastically takes away one of the punting uh, strategies. Well, um, it, it, it devalues the value of kickers, which I guess, you know. I mean, well, and in reality, that's what they're doing because they got rid of uh, extra point kicks. Uh, so about the yeah, old one me- kicker who does kickoffs. Yep. And, and by the way, his his stats are going to be terrible because they're going to return it all the time. And his net uh, is going to be 30 yards. Yeah. Um, and then he'll occasionally kick a field goal if they are out of uh, reach of a decent play going in the end zone. Um, that being said, there was a 55-yard field goal in one of those games. And I mean, that's a that's a seriously big league leg there. Were those narrower, um, narrower uprights? They I honestly, like I know for the original XFL they were. I don't know on this. I'd have to look it up. But Not that this is an XFL show, but it is directly related. It is directly related in some way. You know, I and I will say it is directly related in one other way. Despite me uh, going off on uh, WWE's weird Baszler storyline, 
and all that stuff, Raw as a whole was actually pretty entertaining. And I think last week's Raw was as a whole fairly entertaining too. Last week's really good, yeah. And I think uh, we're running into potentially the benefit of Vince McMahon having a whole lot on his plate with the XFL, maybe taking a little bit more hands-off approach on WWT for a bit. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel like the Baszler thing may have just been him showing up after the weekend of, of trying to get everything going with the XFL for opening weekend and going, oh uh, yeah, the scripts look good. Um, make this person bite somebody. I think we need blood. Maybe he said fight and, somebody, and one of the writers heard bite yeah. and he's backstage right now going, what the hell was that? Yeah, who knows? But on that note, we will move on to misdemeanors. I'll go ahead and start with my first one. It's also something that took place today. Well, happened today, launched today. Uh, I'm going uh, misdemeanor for AEW for taking so damn long to let Jimmy Havoc film a promo. Uh, this week, they had uh, they released the latest ep- episode of Road 2 on YouTube. They do this on most of the weeks where it's Road 2, wherever the next Dynamite is. And it's a bunch of, I mean, it's basically just a 10 minute long promo for the next Dynamite, right? Uh, But it will go through and it will show little vignettes filmed for various different characters. Um, And they finally had Jimmy Havoc do a promo. And it was phenomenal. Um, And it was Jimmy Havoc being Jimmy Havoc. And it started off, he's sitting at a table with some fine food in front of him and a glass of wine and talking about all of this stuff. And then uh, the camera slowly pans in. And then when it pans back, he's no longer sitting at the table. He's in a, the only way I can describe it is a Dexter uh, covered in plastic um, with a table in front of him also covered in plastic. And he's got a... Uh, instead of a dinner knife in front of him, he's got a giant utility knife, like one of those snap-off utility blades, right? All the way out. Uh, It was a great promo. If you haven't seen it yet, go to for watching most of the other things uh, on it. Uh, You know, I I talk uh, a lot about being the elite and how it's not required viewing for AEW, but it can bring a lot of storyline to AEW. The Road 2 series, I almost feel like, is required view. That being said, I bet you they replay this promo on Dynamite. That, um, that good, huh? It was a really good promo. And it was finally allowing Jimmy Havoc to be Jimmy Havoc. Because that's been one of my complaints with AEW, is they bring in this guy who's known as this psychotic heel character in progress and uh, on the indies and all of this stuff. And then they, he, they, he's basically been just the, I'm the guy who staples guy. Yeah. And there's so much more to him that could be. And this allowed him to be that. Um, in related, they also had a, uh, Brandy road segment that I will get to a little bit later uh, on it. Not but a commendation. Potentially. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Ooh. Uh, and then my only other misdemeanor uh, goes back to the good old WWE. And this is uh, WWE is being charged with a misdemeanor for not having Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins come out and attack Orton based on his attack on the edge. Uh, You're going with the edge head thing. Yes. That is that is a story. 100% drastically underutilized in WWE. I'm not saying they should be main event, but I'm saying they should be And this is a storyline that just writes itself. They got their start by being Edge, and for Edge to be taken out brutally by uh, Randy Orton, it, it just would have made perfect sense for them to come out and attack Orton. And then eventually both get RKO'd, you know, because they're not going to win that. Uh, but it's a great callback to uh, the old stuff, and it would help Phil at least one week. You can have him do it one week after another, have uh, Hawkins do one week and Ryder do the next week. You know, Phil two weeks after it. Yeah. But those are my misdemeanors. Do you have any misdemeanors? Um, no, really my commendation was my big thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess there is one misdemeanor, um, misdemeanor to 
uh, NXT for the incredible setup for that North American Championship match. Um, they did a really good job of making that, uh, of going back to a good previous feud, like the respected, uh, respected hatred feud um, with uh, uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and, I mean, it's it's a safe bet because they always put on phenomenal matches with each other. Yes. Um, and and we know that anyone who's watched wrestling for long enough knows that uh, Roderick Strong is going to interfere because Roderick is not just going to walk away from that NXT North American belt, say, oh, you beat me. Okay, fine. Uh, he's going to come back and try to get it back. That's the way it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, but it allows you to have an absolute banger of a match and uh, still have an opening for Roderick to come out. So I'll I get it. A misdemeanor to Titan Enterprises for having NXT do a pay per view in Portland. Like it's it's proud of them for not doing the the for for not going to an excessively large town. Yes, yes. Now, now they just need to do an NXT pay per view, and I don't know, a, a just a little bit smaller town, uh, maybe somewhere in the center of America. I don't know, maybe a town that starts with an O or an L. Where could that be? Laredo, we'll never, Texas. Yeah, I don't know. We'll never know for. But on that note, we will move on to commendation, and I've got two commendations, not three actually. So, um, the biggest one, number one. Uh, also comes from tonight, but it made me laugh out loud in front of my wife while watching TV. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre uh, was a guest on MVP's uh, talk show uh, on, on Raw, which should be a crime in and of itself. We've said it before, we don't want any more talk shows on our Raw. Uh, and that means no more Miss TV, no more A Moment of Bliss, no more, um, I can't remember what other ones we've had, but we've had a bunch of them. And no more MVP's VIP area, um, but they had him there. And MVP called out his guests, and it was Drew McIntyre. And during his, he came in, and MVP said, you won your, your spot at WrestleMania. And Drew McIntyre said, oh, you said the magic word. Don't you know, every time someone says WrestleMania, I have to point at the sign. Are you ready? And then he points at the sign. And that just killed me. Um, because one of my biggest pe- is that they just have people point at the sign. Like, it's told to them in the back. Hey, you got to go out there. You've got to match at WrestleMania. So you have to point at that sign so he can get a picture of you pointing at the sign. And so for him to make a joke that, oh, I have to, because you said WrestleMania, I have to point at the sign. That cracked me up. That's, that's entertaining. Another spoiler. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> the rest of these, uh, my commendations are not spoilers because they all go to AEW. Uh, primarily, the first commendation is for having one of the most absolutely riveting segments of wrestling TV in a very long time. Uh, and of course, I am talking about the 10 Lashes segment that closed out Dynamite last week. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, it was brutal. It was heartbreaking. Uh, I could not, it was like a car accident. I could not turn my head away from it. And it was so well paced, so well uh, put out there with MJF taunting him, saying, give up, give up. And one at a time, uh, Cody's uh, people in his corner come out, uh, starting with Arn Anderson coming out, which I think was important to have. Uh, the first person to come out is his coach comes out and coaches him up for a bit and then his a couple of lashes later his brother comes out he's halfway through and his brother says i'll take the rest of them and mjf's like that's not how it works that it doesn't work that way and then the young bucks come out uh and and give their emotional support and then finally with one with two lashes left i think it is uh no it was one last one uh, he's looking like he's about to give up, and Brandy comes out and walks down to the ring and talks to him. And she's not Nightmare Collective Brandy; she is Brandy. And she's Cody's wife, Brandy. Cody's wife, Brandy. And she gives him the strength uh, to take the final lash. Uh, and she's crying, and he's crying in pain. 
and he takes the final lash, and then MJF storms out of the ring uh, because this was meant to break Cody and have Cody give up and say, I can't do it, I can't take anymore, you win. And through the help of his friend, he was able to make it through all 10 lashes. It was brutal and phenomenal and well-paced, and all of the people appearing made sense. Um, and then the people who didn't appear, like Hangman Page not coming out, sets up future storylines uh, with, you know, where is Hangman in the whole elite now, you know? Uh, it was it was so well done. And then, like I said, a related commendation goes to Brandy Rhodes. She came out not in Nightmare Collective gear, but in normal Brandy Rhodes, wife of Cody Rhodes gear. And on today's Road 2, she had her own promo. And it was a silent promo. She didn't say anything in the entire promo. Uh, but she, she did, was walking through the house. Uh, she picked up... Um, the, the, the little doll that's representative of the uh, therapy sessions she's had on uh, previous weeks uh, being the elite and, and um, I think they played him on uh, AEW Dark 2. Anyways, um, and then she picked up the uh, collection of hair that Awesome Kong had been collecting and uh, she picked up her Nightmare Collective outfit corset thing and she puts them in a box and she goes outside into their onto their uh, driveway and she lights them on fire and walks away. And, so apparently they're done with the Nightmare Collective storyline? Yes. And reports have it that uh, she realized that the fans weren't into it uh, she wasn't feeling it anymore either. It just wasn't working right for her. Um, and then Awesome Kong, uh, apparently, uh, as has, uh, an injury and knows she can't work it like she, she wants to. Uh, and that's why they did the, um, I don't know if you watched AEW Dark last week. Not Dark, no. Um, but they did a whole, um, angle where the rest of the Nightmare Collective turned on Awesome Kong. So Dr. Luther and uh, Mel Cruz uh, beat her up and took her out and they're doing an injury angle with her. So they'll have a feud between Brandy and Mel then? Uh, potentially. Um, who knows? But the reports are that she, um, and she knew that, that the best thing to do with this was to to cut it and run and abandon it. And we've talked so many times about how we uh, think it's something that WWE does so poorly that they don't listen to the fans. Or when they do, it takes them forever to listen to the fans. Well, and um, more importantly, I mean, when they drop a storyline, they don't give it a conclusion like this did. And or they they carry one forever. Yes. Well, that's the deal. Is like, um, and and we'll go back to not even really recent stuff, but the Yes movement with Daniel Bryan, right? Uh, that was something brought on by the fans. But how long did it take for WWE to recognize how much the fans were actually getting behind Daniel Bryan, uh, and and turn it into a good story? They yeah. spent so much time fighting against the fans. Uh, that's it, not our storyline. Well, that's not bad. the way we wanted to do it. So we're not going to do it that way. Um, the the women's revolution is a, another perfect example. They stuck with the Divas Championship for so long, and it took fans literally starting petitions and and write-in campaigns um, to for them to finally be like, you know what? Maybe we should uh, give the women a better spotlight in in wrestling. And this is something that so far. AEW has done really well is listen to the fans. Fans aren't getting the dark order. What should we do? Well, let's let's tweak it a bit and let's explain it better. And now the dark order is a better storyline and we're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, fans aren't getting into the nightmare collective. What should we do? Well, can we tweak it in a way that makes it better? I don't think so. Well, then let's cut and run. Write it off. We'll write a storyline to end it and we'll move on. So Brandy yeah. Rhodes, the rest of AEW get a commendation for that cool 
Um, but then that's all I had for commendations. Did you have anything more to add my, tonight? My, my big one was the XFL. I wanted to go on a side tangent there and just say that's 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 good S work. It was good stuff. And, and a good job to Vince for putting out a good product on, on XFL. Now stay out of the product that you've been ruining for so many years. Yeah. Um, in uh, local news with the XFL, there are five former Nebraska Huskers playing on various teams in the XFL. So um, it makes it a little hard for me to decide which team to root for because it's like five of the teams have one Husker on them. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll I, I decided already I'm actually a Roughneck fan. So That's I am rooting for your town. Oh, Houston Roughnecks. Houston Roughnecks. I, I did forget... I did forget one thing in okay. the misdemeanors, um, and now I don't. Even, now I forgot it again. Yeah, you, know, you know they say memory is the second thing to go. What's the first? I don't remember. Uh... But I'm Ching, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> don't forget to tip the waitress. <laughs> uh, man, I wish I could remember what it was. But no, I mean, like I said, I agree that XFL was fun to watch. Um, it was. It was a good football for its time. They made a good choice of not going head to head with the WWE or with the NFL for it. Uh, I think they made a good choice in going right after the NFL was done. Yeah, too. but the simple fact is, if they if they would have been going head to head with the NFL, it wouldn't have stood up to the NFL. It's not quite that caliber. No, no, I think it's I I, I do think it's a higher caliber than than the arena leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the tough thing is, last year there was another football league called the AAF, the All American Football, I think is what it was stood for, um, and it had a similar backing and similar rule sets in lots of ways. And it only got like seven or eight of the ten game season done before it it went under. Yeah. And yes, it didn't have Vince McMahon's bankrolling. Vince McMahon had more money than that company did have uh, however you know creating a a not nfl but almost nfl league is really tough to do and, and frankly there's a lot of coaches in the xfl who were in the aaf coaching there are a lot of players in the xfl who were in the aaf playing um so so that kind of makes it there um i i wish them all the best I hope it does succeed. However, they do have an uphill battle from one respect, and that is simply um, when your whole league is based off of these are players that could be playing in the NFL but aren't, that means every year you have the potential to have a whole lot of turnover on play, right? Yeah, yep. Um, Because, uh, you know, a lot of these players will get calls to at least appear in training camps and practice squads next year. And, you know, if they think they've got a shot in the NFL, uh, they might not be available to play next year. So suddenly the team that was a really good team one year starts from scratch with 90% new players the next year, you know? And that's where they can kind of fall apart sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your 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 Tom Brady story um, probably won't happen there because they'll get pulled up and... and... We've seen like Kurt Warner did get pulled up from mm-hmm. arena football, which which at the time was probably a tie for number two with Canadian Football League. Um, I would say at this juncture, XFL is solidly the second best football league, but it's still not great. You know, it's to me it looked like um, conference championship games in mm-hmm. college. Like that's about the level of players that you had. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the thing we'll have to watch is uh, the first week's ratings for it were really good. Uh, like I said, I think they averaged like 2.3 million, something like that, amongst all of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but first week of any new sports league, almost any new TV show, almost always has higher ratings than second week. You know? Yeah. Well. So look at we're gonna, NXT and AEW. Yep. And so we're gonna we're gonna have to watch how much the ratings change next yep. uh, for the second weekend of XFL. And if there's a really steep drop off, that's not a good sign. No. Uh, I mean, I know 
I'll, I'll say this. Um, uh, I'm working all day Saturday, and I will have the games on at my job, so I will at least contribute what I can to the ratings. Um, but, you know, I mean, I wish I wish them the best, but at the same point, they've got a rough road ahead of them to try to, to maintain some sort of semblance of a chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Like I said, it was good. Um, there's no history behind it. Know, which is what hurts it up against uh, a lot of other things, but it also is in a prime time to not have to worry about history being up against. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. But I guess on that note, uh, what started off as a wrestling podcast ended up as a football. Yeah. Sorry, we we do a lot of that interjecting football in stuff though. Run and close the book this week. Uh, yeah, it was good. Football. Yeah. 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 But um, uh, you know, as always, good, we invite. Yeah, good ass. This I do too remember what that my that misdemeanor was. I remember. Okay. This misdemeanor is to a wrestling podcaster um, by the name of Simon Miller. Simon Miller, you're fantastic. But I was duped by Kayfabe News and I accidentally bought Disney Plus. <laughs> I didn't actually do that, but that was one of the best Kayfabe Newses I've seen in ages. For those of you who don't know, Simon Miller does a podcast called called kayfabe news um and uh basically fake news <laughs> and said that wwe had been bought out by disney plus and i about died laughing through it yeah no i would not buy disney kayfabe plus. news is always fun yeah yeah i might eventually buy disney plus but i've got a two-year-old and so that might be worth it for that i have a six-year-old and i still don't think i'm buying disney plus they also have all the Star Wars on there. I mean, I have them on DVD, but that requires me to get up and go across the room, get a disc out, and put it in a little machine, and close it, and go back. That's yeah, a lot this, if this isn't a football podcast, it certainly isn't a weird podcast, so that's just... <laughs> we'll look there, there, feller. I get it, I get it. But as <laughs> always, we ask you uh, to like, share, and subscribe to this uh, podcast if you haven't already. No matter what podcast player you're listening to it, there's going to be a button to say subscribe so you always get notified of the latest episode. Um, You can also share it on your social media uh, so that your friends and family members who are also interested in professional wrestling can come listen to us chat about not professional wrestling sometimes. Um, uh, And then you can follow us on the Twitter machine. I am at Raw and Order WBU and DA Fabe is... At DA Vincent K. Fabe. Awesome. And then, uh, like I said last week, I, I have a new uh, website for it, a Wix site. Um, so you can get to it. The link is going to be in the uh, show notes. It's also going to be a pinned comment on the Twitter page for me. Uh, so you can go there. Uh, on that, you can see links to all of our social media, including our Facebook page, um, the Wix site, our Twitters, all of that stuff, um, as well as links to all the places you can listen to the podcast. So if you're not happy with your current podcast player, you can find us on a different one. Go that way. Um, I always recommend you go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Um, and then... You know, right there on the Wix site will be a link to our anchor. Uh, you can go there and you can click support. Send us a few dollars a month to help us make this podcast better for you guys. On that note, um, we will close the book on this uh, episode of uh, Ron Order WBU. WBU. And we will see you soon with our visit from the FBI. Thanks for listening. Wrestling booked.